Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, 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 Father God, thank you. I want to first cover this devotional in the blood of Jesus. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Oh, you can get some. <laughs> um, I want to first cover this devotional in the blood of Jesus. My God, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We drive out every spirit and every force of darkness. Anything that tries to attack or come against us. Anything that tries to distract us, Lord God. We receive your word today by faith. And we seal this devotional today in the blood of Jesus. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you. I used to really think I had to... um uh, I, like I had to have worship music to praise God. And then I began to realize how good and faithful God was to me. Like yesterday, I was just meditating on how good and God, God, like how faithful, like even just from year to year, from last moment to this moment. Like I was just like, oh my God, God, you are so faithful, right? Like, can I just be real? Like I was out running errands with the boys and they were like, mom, can you get it, grab us something to eat? And I was like, sure. And just the moment hit me, like the moment hit my heart. And when the moment, love you too, Miss Linda, when the moment hit my heart, it was like, I can get them something to eat without worrying about whether or not this is hurting my budget, worrying about whether or not this is going to impact us. Like, it was like that moment, I was like, man, you so faithful. Like, man, you so faithful, man, you so faithful. Like, God, you so faithful. Like, God, you so faithful. Like, it was at that moment, like, it was, I, 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 it was at that moment that I realized I was like, God, you're so faithful. And I just began to praise him and magnify him and just thank him. Like, I'm like, God, I can pause, stop, get them something to eat, not worry about whether or not this is impacting my budget or anything else, because that is how faithful you are. Like that is how faithful, that is how faithful you are. And I just begin to reverence him. Come on, Yara. I just begin to bless his name. I just, I don't have to have a music. I don't have to have a song. I don't have to have anything to invoke me to praise God, to bless God, to, to glorify God. I was just like, God, you are so, you are so faithful, right? Like, oh my gosh, I got lights. Like you are so faithful. God, you are so faithful. That's all I began to think about was the faithfulness of God and how faithful God is. My God, Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. 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 I thank you that every promise of yours is yes and amen. And I can rest in that. My God, and that just revs me up. Like I was like, Lord, I thank you. Like I remember trying to balance things and try and, and trying to make things work and trying to figure things out. And I remember the point when I surrendered myself, my finances to God, like I had to surrender my finances. I had to say, you know what, God, I'm not getting, re- getting ready to be worried. And I found one promise, well, two promises. And when I found those two promises, I ran with those two promises. One was Luke six and 38. You said given it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, runneth over, shall men give unto your bosom. That's what you said to me. That's what that scripture says. And sometimes people will tell you in the context, oh, that's not what it means. No, that's what this scripture says, says, right? Then you told me every seed will reproduce after its own kind. Then you told me, Father God, that you said you were rebuke 
the devourer for my sake, right? That's what you said to me. Those were the things. And I began to home in on those scriptures where my finances were concerned, right? Because I remember, can I be honest? I remember God said something to me one day. I was riding down the road and I am pretty emphatic about my health, that my, my body will line up with the word of God, even when the enemy, and I have my own testimony. My God, I have my own testimony where health is concerned. Even when the enemy has tried to present situations and circumstances, circumstances to me. I am emphatic in the fact that God wants me healed. Like I have drawn a line in the sand. And I remember as I was driving one day, God said, if you will take the same um, stance that you have about your health, about your body. Like if you will take that same stance, if you will get in that same stance that you are in about your health and about your body, as you will about your finances, if you will get revelation of what I'm saying to you about your finances, that same, that same attitude that you get about your health, that you get, uh, that you have about your health, right? That you, that you're steadfast, that no manner of sickness and disease can overtake you. I need you to get that same, that same gumption, that same strength about your finances. And so I had to begin to find scriptures on my finances and I had to begin to meditate on them day and night, right? Because this is what God was saying to me. This wasn't what Lakeisha was saying. This is what the word of God was saying to me about my finances, that he didn't want me impoverished, that he didn't want me overwhelmed, that he didn't want me consumed. And I'm going to be honest, when I begin to pray this way about my finances, I, it felt strange, right? But I began to understand that there was like grace to align with my destiny, right? And that God was causing me to be a change agent for hope, but that also God was trying to put some stuff in my hands, not for myself. And I think for me, that's when it broke. This money that I'm believing you for really doesn't have to do anything with me. It has to do with me being a conduit with the kingdom. And can I share something with you? God knows when you're a giver. God knows when he can put something in your hand and you're not going to hold on to it just for yourself. He knows that. Like he knows that he knows if your heart, he knows if you're cheap, he knows if your mind is impoverished, like God knows who you are. God knows your heart. God knows if you'll justify God knows whether or not you're operating in kingdom finances. Like God knows all of those things about you, right? He knows where your heart is. And, and so when I begin to pray, like when I begin to pray, um, Acts one and eight, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes, has comes upon you and you can be a witness. Right. And when, when he said Deuteronomy eight eighteen, and you shall remember the Lord, your God for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as it is this day. Same thing about my debt. When he began to say, I, you're not, I, I need you to owe no man, nothing but to love him. Like I caused you to be the head and not the tail. I called you to be a lender and not a borrower. So the same perspective that I had about healing was the same perspective that I had to start getting towards my finances because I wasn't living and we getting ready to teach another finance you class. We, I, I was not in a kingdom perspective where finance, I thought I was in a kingdom perspective where finances were concerned, but all of my life was not lining up. Right. And I remember my mom said something to me and it sparked something in me. She said, you have people have seen through you how to suffer long enough, right? You have, people have seen through you how to suffer long enough. People have seen that people need to see victory through you. It's time for people to see your victory. Well, a lot of times we'll sit and we're like, Oh God, you, we waiting on some miracle and God is the God of miracle signs and wonders. I'm not saying that, but we're waiting on some miracle for God financially. Right. But we need to begin to practice and operate and see what the word says. And the same plot amount of pressure that we apply on him for health is the same amount of pressure that we got to begin to apply for our finances. And because money, like, because, um, I'm not caught up in things. It was hard for me to conceive that I had a poverty mindset towards kingdom finances. It was hard for me to conceive that I wasn't thinking in kingdom towards my finances like God was right. And so when I begin to read spiritual truth after spiritual truth, and you shall remember the Lord, your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get well, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as it is this day. I had to change my perspective and realize, guess what? Abraham is my forefather. Abraham is my forefather. I am not disconnected from this. And if Abraham is my forefather, then guess what? I be got to begin to do. I got to begin to see finances according to the kingdom and not this world. 
like according to the kingdom and not this world. How do I get a perspective, Lord God, of kingdom finances? And the only way that I got a perspective of kingdom finances was in his word. Can I, will I tell you everything in my life begin to change overnight? Absolutely not. There are some things that I'm still standing steadfast in his promises, right? Right. That I still stand steadfast in his promises. But when I begin to recognize that my financial life was not lining up with the word of God, it was not lining up with the word of God. It was not. It was not. My finances were not lining up with the word of God. It was really because my belief for God was not in my in, in the word. My belief for finances was in other things. And I have been repeating cycles and circumstances in which I've yet to believe. So now when I look back and I see God's hands in my finances, I know that the word is active. It is sharper than any two edged sword. And what was what was flesh and how I was operating in flesh is now me coming to operate in spirit. And I remember one of my friends said something significant to me. He said, there is no way you seek kingdom like you seek kingdom. There is no way you seek to please God and do the will of God and everything in your life don't begin to line up like that. As your soul is prospering, so shall everything else connected to you. And I had to get a heavenly vision of what God was saying to me about my finances. I hope that helps somebody this morning. I hope that helps somebody. But I, and so then now, and so then now when I begin to see myself and it's not just for my finances, it's all the other things God has been working me through. Now, when I begin to see myself, I'm seeing my finances as God sees my finances. I'm seeing my health as God sees my health. I'm seeing my relationships as God sees those relationships. And that is a kingdom perspective. That is a kingdom, that is a kingdom perspective, but I had to relinquish, I had to relinquish control. I had to recognize that my, my mindset wasn't a kingdom mindset. I had to recognize I was still living into according to a poverty mindset. I had to recognize that whatever, that every seed, that every seed reaps after its own kind. I had to recognize that if I sow little, I'm going to get little. I had to recognize that if I sow with an ugly spirit, I'm going to get an ugly spirit. Right? Right. I'm just telling you, I had to begin to recognize that I had begin, I had to begin to see that God was the God of harvest and that my life wasn't lining up financially. And so now when I thank him, it's like, my God, the word really works. Like the word really works. The word, when he says the word is quickened, the word is sharper. The word is dividing your soul from your spirit. And God is a spirit and they that worship him in spirit and truth. Right? So then when I worship him financially, the way that he asked me to worship him, I'm worshiping him in spirit and truth. I don't know who the, I don't, I, I don't, the Holy Spirit said, this is for us all. This is for us all. This is for all of us to receive today. This, I don't care if you think you got it, go back and ask God if you got it, you need to get something else. I don't care if you think you got it, go back and ask God, where else do I need to see you in my finances? Where am I not thinking big enough about this, right? Or if I'm, where, where is this, where is this? Because I promise you, you'll try to integrate a man-made system into something that is not man-made, something that is supernatural. And God has someone connected to you that's got a coin in their mouth. <laughs> that's got a got something you need in your hand. He said, given it shall be given unto you, press down, shaking together, run it over. Shall men, women give unto your bosom. So your giving has to come back through somebody else, right? I'm not saying God can't make it fall out the sky. Your giving is always going to come through someone else. That is why it is so important for you to be protective of your relationships. That's why it's so important for you to be protective of how you treat people, right? You know how people say don't burn bridges, right? Because everything that I get, I'm going to get through someone else. God is going to cause favor, right? The Holy Spirit is going to advocate and get in the ear of someone for me, for my next, for my promotion, for my increase. So when you walking out the door of your walk, your work building today, don't have your face tuned up. That might be your favor. When someone texting you or calling you today and you got attitude, don't have your face tuned up. That may be your favor, right? And you don't want to act like that just because of what God, God, God calls you to be. You need to act like that. You need to act good towards people because that is how God wants us to be. My God, that is why God wants us to be that you are not lacking anything. God is exceedingly abundantly above all that we think of and more, right? But we can't believe 
the, for the favor of God to be attracted to our, our life, for the glory of God to be manifested in our life. And we're not walking out the fullness of what God said, which is in his words. So when people start telling you, oh, that's prosperity gospel, I don't know what prosperity gospel is. All the gospel is prosperous. <laughs> that needs to be your position. All the gospel is prosper because Timothy tells us that every scripture is breathed by God. Every scripture is breathed by God. So when someone starts telling you, oh, that's prosperity gospel, you need to come back and say the gospel was created to prosper us as our souls prosper. So shall we prosper and be in good health. <laughs> so shall we prosper. And get, I'm not talking about name and claim it. I don't, I, I'm not talking about all that. I'm talking about this is what the word has said to me about my finances. This is what the word has said to me financially that I'm supposed to walk in. This is what the word says that I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be the head and not the tail. I'm supposed to be the lender and not a borrow. My God, before you take out another debt, before you take out another loan, before you get wrapped up in anything else, you ain't got no business. You need to ask yourself, is this making me prosper? And is this making me prosper for kingdom, not for my selfish whelm, whelms and desire? And if you begin to think like that, God will begin to put some stuff in your hand because he'll see if he can trust you. My God, he'll see if you can trust you. He is so, my God, that's what, that practice the habit of, if you're not practicing, can I, can I just give you something that God taught me very early? I just want to give you this out of my personal. Practice the habit of sowing because you're going to reap. I don't care if it's a dollar. Practice the habit of sowing. Get into the habit of sowing. Stop waiting on God to tell you to sow. Stop waiting on God to tell you to give. Practice the habit of sowing. Practice the habit of giving. Practice the habit of loving on someone like that. It doesn't have to just be finances, your time, everything. Practice. When you start practicing the habit of and you do it and God doesn't um and you do it and you do it from a place of, I'm not looking to receive something back. I'm doing because this is what it looks like to be in kingdom. Watch God, watch God, watch, watch God, watch God, watch, like watch God, watch, watch, practice a habit of thinking of others and giving to others and watch God. That's just the kind of God we serve. So when I'm thankful this morning, I'm grateful this morning It's because I know God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. Do you know I praise? Do you know I praise? Oh, y'all, come on now, some money came to you. <laughs> y'all, wait, 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 wait. What'd you say? Praise God, I said he woke up at extra funds. All right, some money came to you, y'all. <laughs> All right, some money came to you, y'all. All right, All right y'all, some money came to you. Some money came to you last week, right? Last Saturday. Oh, okay. Okay. Come on, Lord God. You just don't know how you thank you for that. Thank you for that testimony. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for that testimony. My God. Thank you. 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 My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you. My God, I glorify you. I thank you, Lord God. So practice, practice, practice that habit. Right. Do it anyway. Yes, Meredith. Do it anyway. Don't wait. My God. Y'all, you going to make me tear some up. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord. You had to be in Bible study to understand that. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you. My God, I magnify you. My God, I glorify you. My God, I thank you. 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 And then can I, can you do me one more favor? Start getting excited and celebrating someone else. When you see God moving on someone else, you don't know how much they're labored. You don't know what their struggle is. Get in a habit of celebrating and, and my God and glorifying my God, somebody else. You don't know. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. Glory to God. 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 Thank you. 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 My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you. My God, I magnify you. My God, I glorify you. You are such a good, good father. You are such a good, good father. You are so 
faithful. You are so faithful. My God, you are so faithful. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you. My God, I glorify you. My God, I thank you. Somebody get a new house. You need to run like it's your house. Just get into that habit. I promise God loves that type of attitude. All right, Lord, we thank you for this word today. (laughs) Let us receive it by faith. We thank you, Father God, for putting us in our most wealthy place. We thank you, Father God, that you provide and supply all our needs according to your riches and glory. My God, which means they never run out. Give us a kingdom perspective and a kingdom mindset of our relationship with you. Give us give us a kingdom perspective and a kingdom mindset of our finances, Lord God. My God, let us not store up earthly treasures for it to rot. Let us become a conduit for the kingdom. My God, thank you for the wealth. Let us become a conduit. That's it. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Let us become a conduit for the kingdom, Lord God. Let us become more than just paying bills, Lord. Lord God, let us become more than just, let us become in, and get in a position where we can be a blessing to someone else's life. Father God, I call in all resources from the North, South, East, and West from all known and unknown sources. Let us get in position, my God, to be a conduit for kingdom in Jesus name. Amen. Can I just tell you this? And I'm being real because I felt that and heard that in my spirit. Um, Sometimes when our expectation for God is just to meet on our, our needs, we're we're limiting the power of God for working in our lives. Right. And so when we just believe God for our household, our bills to be paid and we don't and we 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 limit the perspective of God. But when we put ourselves in position and say, Lord, God, will you put it in my hand so I can give it to somebody else? And he discerns and knows your heart is so real. Lord, will you give it? Because he's watched the times that can I be real? He's watched the times that he's put things in your hands and he's watched what you did with it. He watched if he gave it to you and you sold to sow if you sold or if you only sold part or if you peeled off like he's watched. And so God knows when your heart is that towards what he has said, when your heart is towards kingdom, when you're when you're I'm just telling you. And so if you'll position your heart and be like and really ask God to search your heart, ask the Holy Spirit, show me where I've been selfish, show show me where I've been stingy and then position yourself and say, Lord, I really want to be a conduit for kingdom. I really want to be a kingdom finances. Forgive me for storing up treasure for, for, to rust. Forgive me for storing up treasures for myself. Can I back this up in the word? Right. Can I back this up? Can I back this up in the word? Forgive me for being consumed with what I need and my needs. And let me get concerned about somebody else. Let me, let me get in position and take care of somebody else. Right. Let me get in position. Let me get in position for, for what you need me to be. Let me, let me get in position. Like, let me get in position for how you want me to give, how you want me to give the, the kind of level of giver that you want me to be, be not the kind of level of giver that I want to be the kind of level of giver that you want me, want me to be. Cause some of us give, but we only give out of our capacity. We don't stand to dare to believe God for us to give and do give more, right? We only give out of what we think we have access to. I want to give out that abundant, abundant limited supply. That's what I want. If you telling me you, you, all your riches and glory, I need to give, I need daddy. I need to tap that supply for some, I need to tap that supply for somebody else's house. I need to tap that supply for somebody else's car. I need to tap that supply for provision for the shelter. I need to tap that supply. I need to tap that supply for other folks. I need to tap that supply for other things, right? That, that I need to, that's what I need to do. I need to tap that supply for other folks. I need to tap that supply for somebody else's house, right? I need to tap, so I need to, so that I can be in position for somebody else. So let me give you the, let me give you this. And if you'll start, can I tell you something? If, if, if you start setting your mind on things above where your finances are concerned, right? I think I share, something is breaking off of us today. Something is breaking off of us financially. I feel the Lord. If he shifts me in this position, something is breaking for us. It says, therefore, I tell you, stop being worried or anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink right? Perpetually uneasy, distracted. So anytime I'm worried about my life, anytime I'm anxious about my life, I'm distracted. 
come on word as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body as to what you will wear is life. Not more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow seed nor reap the harvest nor gather the crops and barns. And yet your heavenly father keep, keep, keeps feeding them. Are you not much more than they are? Are you not? Are you not much more than they are? And who of you by worrying can add one area to the length of his life? And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies and wildflowers of the field grow? They do not labor, nor do they spin to the make clothing. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon, all his glory and splendor, dressed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive and green today and tomorrow is cut and thrown as field into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy or distracted saying, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear for the pagan? For the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, but do not worry for your heavenly father knows that you need them. But first and more importantly, seek aim at strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. The attitude and the character of God and all these things will be given to you. Also, this was Jesus speaking. This was Jesus speaking and Jesus's words were not limited words and Jesus's words weren't just for a specific time. Jesus's words are for the here and for the now. So it says, but first and most importantly, seek, aim, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness. Lord, what am I striving after? Am I striving after your kingdom? Am I striving after your righteousness? His way of doing and being right. The attitude and character of God and all these things will be given unto you also. My God. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Can you say something today? Can you tell yourself, you know what? I'm going to live in the present. <laughs> Can you tell yourself that I'm going to live? I'm going to live in the presence. I'm not getting ready to live in my tomorrow. I'm going to enjoy this day. I'm going to experience this day. Why? Because Lord, you said you were going to give me my daily bread. You were going to give me my daily bread. And if you're going to give me my daily bread, right? Then that's what I'm going to stand in. And that's what I'm going to and that's what I'm going to do. I want to read this to you in Luke, just a little part of this, because Luke wrote this a little bit different. It says, Jesus said to his disciples, for this reason, I tell you, do not worry about your life as to what you will eat or what your body or what you will wear for life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens for they neither sow seed nor reap the crop. They have no storehouse or barn and yet God feeds them. You have to understand that you have a storehouse and you have a barn. <laughs> you have a storehouse and you have a barn. You have, when you put seed in the ground, when you sow in the kingdom, when you all do all that, you created a storehouse and a barn. When you sow and you in compliance with God's kingdom, you're creating a kingdom storehouse and a barn, right? So it says, and yet God feeds them. How much more valuable are you than the birds? And which of you by worrying can add one hour to your life, right? So if you're not even able to do very, a very little thing such as that, why are you worried about the rest? Why are you sitting worried about the rest, right? Because God is going to take care of of the rest strive and actively and seek after kingdom that's it that that right there is it so i don't if i get my a focus and my attention off what i need guess what's going to happen guess what's going to happen god is going to do the rest god is going to do the rest when i take my focus off what i need guess what's going to happen god is going to do the rest. He's going to do the rest because I have a storehouse because I'm in kingdom currency and I got to have an expectation. I got to expect that God does the rest. I got to expect God to give me my daily bread. I got to expect that the promises of God are yes and amen. This may take some faith on your part. This don't come automatically. This doesn't come all at once. This may take some faith on your part. This may take something on your part that doesn't make sense. But if you stand in the promises and you rest and trust that God is still God, I promise you're going to see the manifestation. I promise you're going to see the 
you're going to see something strange happen for you. Why? Because it's just kingdom currency. You, you, it's just kingdom currency. So I want to share something to, with you today, right? Yeah, that's good. Shanquita starting today, starting today. And can I tell you something? If you haven't lived this life, don't take a heavy. It took me some, it took my mindset a long time because I had an earthly mindset of finances because I had an earthly mindset of where I was. It is taking me a while to get here and I have to press in the spirit in this and I have to trust the word, but I made a decision that, you know what? I'm not going to live according to, I'm sick. I'm, I'm sick of cycles. I know that I was put here to be a blessing to others, no matter what my budget looks like, no matter what, that's how we got into, um, That's, that's why we got into feed the streets. It didn't matter if our ministry had a big budget. The Lord tells us to take care of the poor. It doesn't matter what my budget looks like because I have a kingdom budget, right? And I can tap into his riches and glory. It was a kingdom budget. I have a kingdom budget. I can tap into my daddy. So let me give you something today. For those of you that haven't been on the devotion or welcome to the devotion, this is Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. This is a very intimate community. We are a family. And there is something so significant about community. When you are with like-minded other believers, it charges your faith. It brings us into a power of agreement. And so here we speak, act, and talk very differently, right? We speak, act, and talk very differently. We, we do. We speak, act, and talk very differently. We're, we, we, we just live in a different space. We are family. We are here. We've come to rightly divide the word of God and to grow in grace. And we know more than anything, for we get brand new verses every day. So welcome to Coffee and Conversations. Welcome to the devotional. Welcome to our family. We're so happy to hear you. If you haven't been here in a while, welcome back. Like, welcome back. Welcome back. God is so faithful to us, right? God is so faithful to us. And we really take our time in the word of God. We don't believe in rushing the word of God. We are not here to prove absolutely anything to anybody. We are here to grow in our relationship with God. And so we welcome you. We wel Yeah, community strengthens. Community strengthens, right? This is why God said, don't forsake the assembly. We come together this morning because we need each other. We need each other's strength. We need agreement, right? We need iron to sharpen iron. So that is why we're here. We are in this series of learning to hear the voice of God, right? And we have learned so much about how God speak. We've been learning the ways that God speak. God can speak through humans. God can speak out of it. He hasn't done it in a long time, but he can speak like big booming voice, right? God speaks and sounds like the rivers of water. Like we are learning how to hear God so that we can walk into the wisdom of God so that we can walk into the fullness of who God is. And one of the things we know without a doubt is if we don't get the wisdom of God and have the wisdom of God. We're not going to walk into the fullness of, of who we are. There is a listening side of God. We have to learn how to hear God, right? Um, we have to understand God's ways, right? The scripture says Moses knew God's ways. The people of Israel knew his acts. God is not just a God of acts. And what I mean of acts, he's not just a God of blessings. God is a God of God is a God of ways. God has a way to him. God has a character to him. And so today I want to talk to you right now about how God is your friend, because this is what I need to know. This is what I need to explain to you and in, in your relationship with God. I'm just being so real with you. If you don't understand or you don't have a healthy image of your relationship with God, you will have a difficulty understanding how God speaks to you. You will have um, a difficulty understanding how intentional God is with you. You will have um, a difficulty understanding that you need his voice above anybody else's, right? Um, you, you will have a difficulty understanding how the voice of God will bring you out of every situation that it will guide you, it will direct you and make provision for you, even in your most dry season. And if nobody ever really talked to us about our relationship with God, right? My perspective of how I see God may hinder how I hear God. Right? If I think so, God is so far from me, if I think God is so far from me, if I only conceive God as my father and I didn't have the perspective of a good earthly father, 
then conceiving or receiving God as father is going to be strange for me. Right. So, cause even, and then can I tell you this, if I don't understand what kind of friend God is and, and the longing and the desire that God has a relationship or wants with me, right. Then I won't, if I'm not a good friend or I've never had good friends, then I will treat my relationship with God the exact same way. Like, and, and, and a lot of times from perspective, we don't even realize that that's what's hindering our relationship with God because we don't see the full perspective of who God is. Like we keep popping God in this box, right? And if I pop God in this box, right? If I put him in a place, if I put him in only this place, if I know God only to be, oh, I'm just looking to God provide, right? If my earthly father was a good provider and that's all I ever look to and associate the relationship with God with, then I only look to God to provide. If nobody ever said to me, God is your friend. God is your friend. If nobody ever said to me, God wants to talk to you in every circumstance and situation. If nobody ever really talks to you about the relationship with, between you and God, not your mama's relationship, not your daddy's relationship, your relationship with God, then you won't, your perspective of, about God will tank God. So I need to give you a few things of how God is your friend, <laughs> right? I need to give you a few things and I need you to ask the Holy Spirit, Help me to see God as friend. Help me to receive God as friend, right? Because think, and if you haven't had good friendships, this may be hard for you to receive, right? If you've not been a good friend, this may not be hard. This may be hard for you to receive. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine yesterday and we were just talking about friendships and relationships. And she was sharing with me. She was like, I really don't have friends. And I've recognized that. But I also know I'm not really a good friend. Like she was recognizing. She was like, I'm not really a good friend. My pain, my pain from my past has kept me from being a really, really good friend. And so she was recognizing. She said, I am reaping what I have sown into relationships. And because I am reaping what I have sown into my relationships, this is, this is skewed my perspective of every, of every friendship. And that would be included in receiving God as friend, right? So you've got to begin to, you've got to begin to change your perspective and say, Lord, I need to understand you as my friend, as my secret keeper, right? As the one that, that is, is, is the initiator. So God is an initiator, right? He, he wants intimacy. He wants close or confidential friendship, right? It's not mysterious. It's not unattainable. Um, he has sought this kind of friendship from us from the very beginning. God has tried to be friends with us from the very beginning. When it said he was walking in the art, when he was walking in the garden with Adam and Eve, he was seeking an intimate, close relationship. And I'll be honest with you. Nobody ever taught me about God being my friend. Nobody, God, strong warrior. He's going to punish you. He's going to get you. And then if I don't have a good perspective, a friend is going to look God continuously, ultimately invites us into fellowship with him and how he did it ultimately was through Jesus Christ. Right? And so Genesis one and 26 says, let us make man in our own image and our likeness so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. One, I got to understand that because I might think I'm not come on, Holy spirit. I might think I'm not significant enough to be in this kind of relationship with God. That's one of the ways the devil lies to us, but I got to go back to the foundation. That's why you got to have word in you. I got to go back to the foundation of what Genesis told me. No, God made me in the likeness of his image, right? He made me in his image and in his likeness. So if I'm in God's image and his likeness, right? Then God has already revealed God has already revealed himself to me. God has already revealed himself to me. That's what God has done. That God has already revealed himself to me. And since God has already revealed himself to me and, and his presence is sealed in Jesus. And then he sent the Holy spirit to dwell in me. 
then guess what I've got to begin? I got to get a different perspective of God as my friend, right? You got to get a different perspective as God is my friend. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 says, you must love the Lord your God with all your whole mind, your whole being, and your whole strength. So when I'm that kind of friend to God, and God is that kind of friend to me, because God is already a better friend to me than I can ever be to him, right? So I'm supposed to love him with, with my whole mind, with my whole being, and with all my strength, because that's how God loves me. And so we're asking the Lord, Lord, I need you. I want to go deeper in you. Father God, I need to understand. I need to understand. I need to understand your relationship to me as friend. I need to understand your perspective of who you are as my friend, right? Psalm 60, 31, my soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. I need, this may be the missing component in peace because I really do not understand my relationship with you as friend. And, and my relationship with you as friend begins with being in your presence. Come on, come on. My relationship with you as friend begins with me being in your presence, right? You're not gonna grow and understand God as friend if you're inconsistent about being in his presence. Same for your other relationships. If you got inconsistent friendships, anytime there's an inconsistency, remember we talked about this last week? There's a gap. My God, this is so powerful. Lord, we need to come into a deeper relationship with you to understand you as friend. Many of us have understood you as provider. Many of you as, of, of us has understood you as protector, but so many of us have neglected to understand you as friend, right? We have no, we, we don't have the image of you as friend, right? And so we don't hear you from the perspective of friend, right? Exodus 33 and 11 says, and the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man departed not out of the tabernacle. He spoke to God as friend. My, my friend, like he spoke to them as a friend, right? So if I'm going to receive God as friend, then I've got to get face to face God with God. I've got to long to go deeper with God. I got to understand the intimacy of the relationship. And can I be honest? A lot of times our earthly relationships set the tone for our supernatural relationship with God. My God. Can I tell you, I remember when I wasn't a good friend. I remember when my husband called me out on it. He was like, you don't have friends because you don't know how to be a good friend. And if I will be real honest with you, I never understood God as friend. And until I understand God as friend, I'm probably not going to know how to love people properly as a friend. Who? Okay. So let me give you this. And then we're going to wrap up today. A friend of God will live a life of faith. At the foundation of every health, healthy relationship is trust, right? Perhaps the greatest expression of my friendship is that you learn to trust God no matter what. James 2 and 23 says, And the scripture was fulfilled with Seth, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. My God, <laughs> he was called a friend of God. He was called a friend of God because he was in faith and he trusted God. So our trust in God impacts our friendship. So every time I don't trust God, I break, I break, there's a break in the friendship. There's a break in the relationship. Do y'all see how powerful this is? My God, my God. And so that it's, and it's faith. Like it's faith. It's faith that pleases God. Like it's fake. Yes. And I'm loving you as not a resource, right? When I start, can I tell you something realistically? When I start talking about God as provider, that is as my father, right? That's as my father, right? So, right. <laughs> and so if I'm your friend, then I'm walking in covenant with you 
and I'm seeking your agenda. John 3 and 29. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him. Remember, we're learning to hear God, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. There is my joy there fulfilled. Can I tell you what that means? When I hear God and God is speaking to me, I'm rejoicing to hear God. I'm not grieving the Holy Spirit. I'm not quenching God. I long to hear God. Like I long to hear God. And the reason that I long to hear God is because I know when he's speaking to me, it's something I need. It's necessary. It's going to keep me from making mistakes. It's going to keep me from walking in cycles. It's going to keep me from making circles, right? And I'm going to be supremely satisfied by God's voice, what God tells me, what God is saying to me. And I'm not going to quench God. My God, this is so, this is so powerful because I'm a friend of his and I stand and I hear him and I don't back away from the relationship with God, no matter how, how, how uncomfortable it is, right? A friend of God will carefully guard his affections and amusements, right? I'm not just going to let anything entertain me when I'm a friend of God. Can my God, my God, let me give you James four and four. It says adulterers and adulteresses know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. When I am a friend with the world, I am not a friend of God. Can I say that again? When I am a friend with worldly things, I am not a friend of God. Not a friend. I'm not a friend of God. It says for friends of God are those who love God for God transcends the allure of a world system, right? And cannot co-contaminate it with lust and pride. So if I am in love with this world system, I'm not a friend of God. My God, this is so good, right? It says, (laughs) if it says wickedness and worship cannot coexist. Friends of God's are those who love whose love for God transcends outside of the world system. That's one John two fifteen and 17. Am I a friend of the world or am I a friend of God? Look at your schedule. Look at your priorities. They're going to tell you the truth about your friendships. Let me give you this last thing, right? When I am a friend of God, I'm going to be privy to special information and special relationships. God, I'm not going to be a friend of God and he not give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. John 15, 13, and 15. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Well, Jesus already laid down his life for us. Ye are my friends. If ye do whatsoever I command you, henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I've heard of my father, I have made known to you. That's John 15, 13, 15. I want to read that to you out of the amplified part of the Bible, right? Because that kind of seals for us what God is looking for in a friendship, right? No one has great love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you keep on doing what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer for the servant not know, does not know what his master is doing. But I call you my friends because I've re- revealed to you everything that I've heard from my father. You've not chosen me, but I've chosen you and I've appointed and placed and purposely, purposely planted you so that you will go and bear fruit and keep on bearing bearing and that your fruit will remain and be lasting so that whatever you ask of the father and my friend is my representative. So when we all have our friends of God, we look like God. We operate in the same tribe. We operate according to the same vibe. We talk like God. We walk in goodness, grace, and mercy. We don't judge with our own eyes. We only judge by the spirit. That's, that's just some of that, what it looks like when we're a friend of God. And so I've got to ask myself, I'm just saying personally, Lord, I need to find out where I'm not your friend. (laughs) And I need to understand my relationship with you as friend because you've already called me friend. You don't, I don't have to feel worthy of this friendship. I'm worthy of this friendship. And even if I make a mistake in this friendship, your grace is available. Your grace is available. Your grace is available. Now, God, how do we become better friends? One of them is by obeying you. 
One of them is by supping with you. One of them is making sure I'm spending time with you. One of the reasons the way I become your friend is that I live by faith. And one of them is that I value your presence above everything else. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So can I pray this? Father God, we repent for not receiving you as friend. My God, for not enjoying the friendship, for not taking our time with you, Lord God. Father, we repent for being involved in anything that is not like you. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus so that we can walk with you as friend. Because when we walk with you as friend, we stand and you speak. My God, we stand and you speak. Let the glory of the Lord arise in our relationship with you. In Jesus name, amen. Can I offer you one more thing? If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's the beginning of the friendship. That's the beginning of the friendship. And then can I tell you something else? If you've accepted Jesus Christ, but you know you and God ain't been in a good place, just like you would, well, hopefully you would, you need to go apologize to God for not being a good friend. Lord, I'm sorry for not being a good friend. I'm sorry, I'm sorry for being inconsistent. I'm sorry for letting other things um, take over the relationship. I'm, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry for not being a good friend to you. I'm sorry for not honoring our relationship. I'm sorry for the inconsistencies. I'm sorry for that. That's all you got to do. And then accept, ask Jesus Christ to be in your heart. Ask God to be anything. That's the God of grace. Anytime you repent, guess what he does? He's going to do that for you. My God, I thank you for a reset. My God, I thank you for a restart. My God, I, Lord, I thank you for friendship. He's so good. Now, don't forget, we got Feed the Streets this Saturday. We need 10 people out to come serve with us. Will you come serve with us? If not, will you make a donation towards Feed the Street? It's this Saturday. We start bagging up. We give out 500 meal kits. Remember, ladies, absolutely no Bible study tonight. We will not have Bible study tonight. And will you continue to pray my strength in the Lord? Will you do that for me, please? So we got Feed the Streets. We got Bible study. I got one more thing to ask you. Will you consider partnering or sowing into this ministry? Will you do that? Will you consider planting a seed into this ministry? If the Lord speaks to your heart and says, you know what? I need you to get in partner with Evelyn. I need you to get in partnership with MJ Ministries. That's good soil. That, that's where I need you to start sowing into. They're doing the things that I'm asking you to do. Whatever he speaks to you, however he say, whatever the amount is, I don't care. If you'll just honor and obey him, you'll help us continue to get the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the earth. You'll help us continue to serve the poor. You'll help us to continue to take care of the widows because that's what we do in this ministry. You can go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com and see all the different ways that you can sow or you can cash up, uh, cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. I love you, but more than anything, God loves you. Thank you for that, Mama Sandra, for saying this is a good place to sow. Thank you for that, Tammy, saying partnership is a blessing. Thank you to all my partners. Now, let me bless you. Father God, I thank you my God, I thank you. I bless you. I praise you. I thank you for your people of God today. My God, I thank you. You are supplying all their needs according to your riches and glory and that they stand in that and they receive all that they need to receive from you by faith. My God, do it, daddy. God, do it, 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 do it. Overwhelm them in Jesus name. May his face shine upon you. My God, may God go before you today. Over every text, every phone call, may his favor go before you. That's it. And you be strengthened according to faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Back in the morning, 5 a.m., 5. Tell somebody, be here. 5 a.m. It's going down. That's all you need to say. It's going down. We're going to get in this word of God. We're going to grow in grace. We're going to grow in love. I love you so, so, so much. But more than anything, God loves you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.